It's Monday, August 1st, 2022. Welcome to episode number 10 of the Annex Wealth Management SWAT podcast, Strengths, Weaknesses, Opportunities, and Threats, Insight and Perspective from Members of the Annex Wealth Management Investment Committee. On the pod today, Trevor Nargis, Investment Management Specialist. Welcome. Thanks, Danny. Blaine Disrude, a CFA and a trader and a research analyst at Annex Wealth Management. Welcome to you. Morning. This week, we're kind of taking into account all the data that we got last week. We got plenty of economic data, plenty of earnings data. So we just wanted to walk through some of that, some of the price movement last week. So without further ado, Blaine, let's jump into it here. Yep. We wanted to start off with our strengths. The labor market continues to be relatively strong. We'll get quite a bit of data this week on the labor market specifically, but at the very moment, that's still relatively strong part of the economy. It's holding up. We'll get JOLTS numbers, which is the job openings that are out in the economy right now. Uh, and that'll be an interesting data point for us to to look at this week. Well, it's going to be interesting to kind of weigh that data with what we're also seeing on the income side of things. Real wages are down about 20% since March of last year. I think inflationary pressures are definitely starting to kind of hit the labor market. Overall, those absolute figures are still relatively solid. Labor market is looking healthy. But as we continue to go here, you know, the Fed goes through its tightening cycle. We're seeing inflation kind of hit the consumer. Um, It's definitely going to be something that we need to be cognizant of. I also wanted to go into the price action side of things. Last week, we closed out July. This is the best July on record since 1939, up 9.1%. Now, this has to be taken with a grain of salt. It was on the heels of our third worst June that almost ever, right? Down 8.4% in June this year. But I think a strength could be just momentum in and of itself. Typically, when you see these large gains in one month, so looking back in the S&P 500 with monthly gains of nine plus percent, typically we've seen a median 12.3% increase in the market six months later and 17.6% a year later. Now, past performance is not indicative of future results, but that upward momentum could definitely be something that could send the markets higher going forward. I think what needs to be thought through on that as well is the backdrop that we have. We have, and this is going to segue us into weaknesses, spreads really tightened in July. And when I say spreads, I'm talking about credit spreads. So companies that have lower quality debt, their issuances and their Yields that they are required to pay for issuing that debt came down in comparison to treasuries. The risk there, the weakness inside of that is we still have economic data coming in and it's showing a slowness in the economy. Consumer spending was up, but it was relatively weak. We are seeing that the good side of the consumer spending is down, which was somewhat expected. But I think it is showing that there is the consumers feeling that pinch from inflation. Just the confluence of everything there is um, really starting to put pressure on the consumer. You know, it'll be interesting to see kind of how the housing market plays out here going forward. We talked about that a couple weeks ago. We have seen rates kind of somewhat come down. We have seen some pressures ease there, but it is really tough for some people who are still looking to buy a home for the first time. So I think that's that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Let's let's pivot into opportunities here, Blaine. What do you got? Well, actually, I wanted to do one more weakness with the housing part. 
the private investment was also down. So people putting money back into their homes or actually like doing renovations, that was down quite a bit in the last quarter, which I don't think was not expected, but it was definitely a larger decline than anticipated. To your point and the consumer, it's it's something there that needs to be watched going forward. Opportunities, cash on the sidelines, as far as investments go and portfolios, we haven't seen managers have this much cash on the sidelines in the last decade. There's a lot of money that can still get deployed into the market and support prices where they're at, or even start to continue that momentum trend that we saw in the month of July. Yeah, and overall sentiment too is extremely low. So you have low allocations of equities combined with low sentiment could present an opportunity to add some exposure to the equity space at reasonable prices. We have seen multiple compression throughout this year. We've seen things kind of start to come back in line to their longer term moving averages. Obviously, the million dollar question is, do we go lower? But historically, when sentiment is this bad and there's this low of an allocation equity is not a bad time to add. Yep. The fact that the Fed came out and to a degree said pause, I think that got soaked up more than it maybe should have. People really jumped onto that, the data dependency. The Fed's definitely still has a hawkish stance. They are trying to signal that since their meeting on Wednesday. And I think they're in a really tough spot with that because obviously the headline right now is inflation. That's the main data point that they really seem to be focusing on is getting that figure under control. What's tough is that their main tool that they're using to combat that, hiking interest rates, that tends to lag as far as its impact on the markets as a whole and the economy. What I'm trying to get at here is that they're using a tool that might not really show itself until you know maybe 10 to 12 months from now. They're also trying to dial in inflation as quick as they can. So it's, it's really tough, the divergence there. I don't envy the Fed as far as what they need to try and do to rein in inflation. Could be a short-term opportunity is kind of the way I was thinking of that, where there was that slight dovish tone and then as far as the economic data goes later, might show as a potential as a threat at the moment. As far as a short-term opportunity, I think that kind of takes us into some threats here, is that August and September historically are weaker months. I think that's going to be something that we need to monitor here. Again, that's how things typically play out. I think what could also kind of further exacerbate that is that we are in a midterm election cycle. And so when you're in these type of periods, you tend to see a rally more so after that election uncertainty is resolved. The fact that we aren't quite out of the clear yet from earnings standpoint and election uncertainty standpoint could uh, be a little bit of a headwind here. I think China's going to start showing up in the news more. I know Pelosi is overseas. Her being over there is going to bring news to the table, but China's got some issues going on as far as economic data goes. And I think that could start to have ripple effects outside of just China. Obviously, that's going to be something that we need to monitor here. They are trying to do a better job of not having as many lockdowns. There could be something there. It's a tough balance, right, because they also have COVID cases that are rising. So they're going to have to do a balancing act and try and manage both of those aspects. Dialing back to kind of the U.S. economic conditions is that a prominent threat would be that recessionary conditions are starting to maybe materialize a little more. I think that's a threat that we see going forward here. As many people saw last week, the technical definition of a recession is two quarters of GDP contraction. 
However, the National Bureau for Economic Research, they have a couple other factors that they like to monitor in order to kind of assess whether or not we, they think we truly are in a recession. There's four major factors that aren't quite in that territory yet. They are trending downward. And those four factors are industrial production, non-farm payrolls, real personal consumption, and then real income X transfer payments. Those data points aren't quite in negative territory yet, but they are trending downwards. I think that trend is going to be something that we need to monitor here. Yeah, and they'll likely come out and declare that we're not technically in a recession yet because they're the ones that officially declare a recession or not a recession. However, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, we're likely in a recession at this point. I mean, it's just how the, the market is perceiving this, and you see it in the action in in the market itself, just being down as much as it is this year, spreads widening the way they have. It's something that definitely is a serious threat and will continue to be uh, with the Fed tightening. Let's go around the horn, guys. Your headline strength? Continues to be the labor market, and we'll get some more data on that this week. Headline weakness. Slowing economic activity, that's starting to take hold a little more, and the data is starting to show the likelihood of us heading towards a recession. Headline opportunity. Uh, The market participants still have quite a bit of cash on the books as far as their portfolios go and an allocation to cash, so there's money that could be deployed there. And our headline threat. Recessionary conditions starting to materialize a little more. That would also entail the labor market starting to weaken and then consumer credit also expanding. Blaine Disroot is a CFA, a trader, and a research analyst at Annex Wealth Management on the Investment Committee. Thank you. Thank you. Trevor Nargis, Investment Management Specialist. Thank you. Thank you. This is the Annex Wealth Management SWAT Podcast, episode number 10, Monday, August 1st, 2022. Annex Wealth Management, LLC, is a registered investment advisor. For more information about our firm, please visit AnnexWealth.com. The information in this podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is subject to change without notice. The opinions expressed are those of the participants and don't necessarily reflect on those of Annex Wealth Management, LLC. Information presented should not be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice or a recommendation or a solicitation for the sale of any product or strategy. Listeners are encouraged to seek advice from qualified professionals to determine whether any information presented may be suitable for their specific situation. Investments involve risk. Neither Annex Wealth Management LLC nor its podcast participants shall be liable for losses resulting from decisions based on information or viewpoints presented on this podcast.